0: Oh, hello there, boys, girls, and in betweeners. Welcome to yet another episode of the Pointless Podcast. Tis I, Kevin Pereira, coming to you from Hoboken, New Jersey. I've got way too much sake in my belly. I just finished up a delightful podcast with Ali Gertz. You're going to learn all about this young, phenomenal talent. She's got a voice like Cool Silk Tofu. And as a reference for her and her alone. uh, Boy howdy, technology is fucking weird sometimes. When a random tweet into the ether can manifest itself in a uh, a mutual fan uh, of Ali's and myself connecting us, which leads to a direct message. Then I tell my watch to get me to an Apple store, uh, which it does so that I can tap it to pay for a microphone then hop in an Uber, to get to a motel, to record a thing with someone who I had uh, met, I believe, in passing before sitting down and getting to know somebody so deeply. Uh, someone who's who's very uh, honest, very wise, for her age, or any age, really. I don't want to do a disservice or a discredit, and we'll get to that uh, particular point a little bit later, but... Uh, I liken her voice to Natalie Dawn. She writes nerdy songs, and she's transitioning to much deeper songs. And we're going to talk all about that. You're going to get the origin story. You're going to get a taste of the Muzak, because I'm going to be dropping in some sweet, sweet tunes that I recorded from not the greatest mic in the world, and that is the understatement of the century. So when you hear how great she sounds, know that it sounded even greater in person. And it was one of those moments in time as the skies were opening up uh, in the uh, greater New York area around us and there was thunder and lightning and rain beating down uh, I was treated uh, to, a, to a concert for one quite the serenade and uh, super glad uh, that I had a chance to meet Ali I've already invited her to come and join us on The Attack and before we get to the interview that is what I want to talk to you guys about right now again we are doing Twitch shows over on twitch.tv slash The Attack Twitch.tv slash The Attack. You can go on over there. At least three days a week, we got uh, an afternoon show called The Attack. It's myself. And when I'm away, like I have been for the last week or so, uh, Alex Korea is holding down the fort with some amazing guest hosts like Jeff Kanata, Mylan Sarley, super producer Unifatucci Fatucci hanging out there. The interns are getting on there. It's a fucking free-for-all. It is wild. It is mad. And I hope you take a moment and check it out. Again, that's twitch.tv slash theattack. And while you're there, you'll see beneath the player on the site, there's all sorts of links to help support this humble little endeavor that we have got going. Uh, You can back us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash theattack. Over there, we got exclusive behind-the-scenes videos. Uh, We do an uh, attack staff podcast at least once a week. Uh, And we could use every ounce of your support that you throw our way over there again patreon.com slash the attack is a link for that we've also got merchandise you can find the links there i'm sure there's a thousand other things that i'm missing right now we're trying to voltron them all into one easily digestible url the baby steps man we are right now in the middle of planning some new shows uh we are getting our e3 scheduled together I believe we're doing something with the kind of funny guys. I don't know exactly what I can say about that right now because I have zero idea what's been confirmed. But I know we're working on something and the whole goal is to entertain you and to make you giggle and to make you think and to make you feel. Because feelings are okay sometimes. And right now, you should feel delighted. You should feel like the most special boy and or girl on the planet. Because here, It's the Pointless Podcast with Allie Goods, Fade Away
1: tall.
2: Dear Allison, won't you hold on to your virtues, but not get caught up in your head? Did you know that it's okay for people to like different things? What will it matter when you're dead? That you like what you do When people ask who's got the best taste You say you It's time to put that to rest Don't forget the subjectivity of best You can have a friend Who likes watching Friends Without thinking they're a bad person I know that you're leery of people who like Big Bang Theory Cause you think there's no show worse than that But you can't change what people like If your mom likes glee, don't put up a fight You can still be opinionated Without making your friends feel so alienated Just stop telling them that for listening to their favorite song If they don't know what in Bruges is Or prefer the Three Stooges To Chico Harpo and Groucho Mike's If they don't like Django Reinhardt Or Dimitri Martin's Pie chides Try and spare them your snide remarks. You can like the girl. Who don't like Dunham's girls Without calling them All morons Some friends don't like RPGs or get the reference Covered in bees Some people will never, ever Ever see Red Dawn The original But you can't change what people like If your mom liked two and a half men Try and be polite You can still Without making your friends feel so alienated, just stop telling them that they're wrong for still listening to that god awful song. Your friend shouldn't be berated for calling the Beatles overrated, no matter how much you disagree if you put on Seinfeld, and they don't laugh, say something hurtful, and never take it back. Sincerely me. That was beautiful. Thank
1: you. That was phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 it's fine. The solo career. Yeah. It's a meteoric rise.
2: Yeah.
0: Is it? Can I say that? Is that okay to say? Is say that it. fair? Say say it. I
2: even just did. More eloquently. I want
0: to scream it to the mountains. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the max level of eloquence I'm capable of. I'm sorry. Uh, I say meteoric mm-hmm. because uh, when I was there for one of your first performances. Um, I was random dick number three on chat roulette. Yes. Um, do you remember? It was fluorescent lit. I don't know if you know. Was I know there were
3: a few. A couple so, vinyl I wanna, toys in the
0: background. I
3: don't want to say, I don't want to be rude, but I mean, you, when you meet as many dicks as I do, it's just mm. really hard. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't a good time.
0: Sure, sure. I feel like it does.
3: Wow. I, I feel I mean, like that's what you're implying. If I'm being honest, yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to see you now.
0: It's great. It's great. I think this yeah, this is a
3: wonderful reunion.
0: Um, you, I can't. I'm, you're, are you tired of talking about it? No, you know, I'm the not. chat roulette thing.
3: Ask away. Yeah,
0: because that's that's a that's an odd that's odd beginning.
3: It is. So um, at the time, I had only written one song. Uh, it's called Comedians, and it's just about the comedians I like. And I didn't really know where to put it. I lived in Long Beach, so it's close enough to L.A. that you would think I would just try doing comedy or try mm-hmm. doing it somewhere. But I had no car. I had no anything really, except for internet access and a website that I knew I could get some kind of attention that wasn't YouTube. Because for some reason, I hated YouTube, I hated YouTubers, I hated that whole vlogging culture. I just was grossed out by how attention-seeking it seemed, and so I wanted nothing to do with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But more so, I think I was very afraid of failure. Like, I hated the idea of also putting myself out there to then have three views. Like, it's it's terrifying. Look so, at you,
0: fuckers, <laughs> at your your cafeteria table with your attention and right? your parties and your vlogs and your collabs. And yeah, I'm not gonna. But if I were to limp in and show interest, and then I don't get a seat, well, then that's even more damning. Yeah,
3: it's exactly totally that. That. get it's it. It's exactly that. Yeah. and uh, I I finally decided, like, okay, well, let's just let's just see what this is like, and it became very addictive. Like, of course, we joke about it, but there are many naked men on it. You skip through those if you so choose. That's sure. a different kind of fun and addiction that you could have. Um, for me, I, I really loved the idea of like searching for someone who then was willing to listen to you and talk to you. Like It was the kind of attention that's unlike the attention you get from any other format because you, you are seeking it out and then having to really win them over because they don't know what they signed up for. Right. So no one's coming on. This isn't my, my Patreon account or a YouTube page where people are just like, okay, well, let's listen to some nerdy songs today. This is... I hope I see some boobs today. Oh, what's this? Someone who's actually got something substantive to sing at me? I should listen to this. Or even,
0: maybe there are some boobs behind that acoustic guitar. (laughs) Well, I'll hang in for this. Wait a minute. I'm I'm growing to like her.
3: Exactly. But I found someone, and this was three years ago or so, um, so not quite at the height of of the Marin fandom that we're at today, but... Um, someone was wearing a Mark Marin WTF shirt and I thought you might like this like Mm -hmm. of all the people I've seen maybe you would like it and I sang my song and he begged me please put on YouTube I just want to be able to show my friends they're not gonna believe that I went on chat roulette and found anyone that sings but the fact that you mentioned all my favorite comics in it is a big deal for me could you please do it I said "Oh, oh I really don't want to it sounds horrible he says do it just for one night so I recorded the worst quality video, just with my webcam. Like, there's a doorbell ringing in the background. <laughs> like, I couldn't look or sound worse, uh, but I did it, and I put it up there. And then I get a text from my friend. Um, this sounds like a code name, but his name is Beef, and Beef texted me, <laughs> "Were you on chat roulette last night?" Which is the most terrifying question right. you could get. I'm just like, "Were you?" Maybe you skipped Beef. Yeah, maybe you... <laughs> you passed up his dick. <laughs> I mean, of course. I definitely skipped Beef, but. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just like, well, yeah, did you see me? Did you? Is, did someone take a screen grab of me or something? It's terrifying. And he told me, uh, you're on the front page of Reddit. And three, three three and a half years ago, I was just like, what's Reddit? I have right. no idea what this is. I looked, uh, the guy had posted the link, and then suddenly it was starting to get some traction. And it got to a point where I was just like, well, had I known that this was going to be seen by all my favorite people in the world. I might have written a second song first because I've always wanted to do music and now I have to kind of keep going or I'm going to lose, lose this. Sure. this. This is what I'm thinking in my head. I don't know how much of it's actually true. I feel like you, if you are good at something it doesn't always matter when you're doing it. But at the time, I was just like, if I don't do it now, I'm gonna. no one's ever going to pay attention to me ever again. Right. And so I wrote this song about Dungeons & Dragons that um, was even more popular than the last. And then I was just like, let's just keep doing it.
0: So you didn't have the D&D song in the hopper? that Every was...
3: single... So my YouTube channel has no um consistency as far as posting which is why um it's
0: great for growing an audience exactly i've been to a thousand conferences and they tell you inconsistency (laughs) is key keep them guessing you
3: feel like it (laughs) (laughs) uh the amount of time in between songs is the amount of time i took to write the song um so sometimes it would be a week there was a week turnaround before the Dungeons and dragons one and Mm. then it was like like a month before the next one which was about the jerk And then I just kind of kept going. And then I, then I, I've mostly stopped using YouTube because now I perform live and I don't really have to use YouTube. But I would, you know, I don't have the same like hatred that I used to. Now I've I've found that there's some beauty in it.
0: Right. Uh, now that you're at the table. Now that I'm at the rubbing table. Rubbing elbows with the Eye Justines and the whoever the, well, uh, the <laughs> orange guy is with the mouth on him, I don't know. With the, Ooh,
3: yeah, you know not, those, know, not those guys.
0: No? No? Shots fired? <laughs> Shots is this, fired. Is there a rivalry?
3: No, no, no. Not at, all, no not at all.
0: No, let's start one, though.
3: So the orange guy asked him to prom. He said no.
0: Fucking prick. Yeah. Who does he think he is? Come on. Can't hear you over his money vault. Just all the coins <laughs> being dropped in. Uh, so that's interesting. So you 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 are given it's it's you uh, it sounds like the chat roulette thing was, was kind of a toe in the waters yeah. to see what the reaction mm-hmm. to the content might be that isn't quite on the grand scale but then you were you were gifted or thrusted yes and you were just handed momentum yeah yeah and you it sounds like you, you swam
3: <clears throat> yeah sounds I, like, at the very least I tread water that's and good it was very exciting and then i was uh, you're not coughing
0: up too much chlorine when did you <laughs> when did you pivot to doing the live stuff
3: so that actually took a little while. Um, I I had only had like a few songs out when this band called the Double Clicks, who are like the the queens of nerd comedy, uh, asked me to go out to Portland and do a show with them. So I did my first show. I, I had never performed live, really. Ever? Um, no. Not and, even like, like high school and, junior- and Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. I
0: don't want to get to that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, I definitely did stuff in high school, but nothing that was original or, like, anything what I do today. But um, I did a show then, and then I kind of just waited another year. In that year, I was writing uh, and recording my album. Um, And then I had the record release party in L.A., and that was the first time I played. And I was kind of shocked to realize that it was comedy. Because I I wrote the songs. I know that singing the word tromboner will make someone chuckle. Mm. But I didn't know that it would work at... The scale of, of other types of comedy. And at my show, I had Karen Kilgariff, who's my favorite musical uh, comedian, perform. And uh, that I got. But then I think just having it back to back made the people that came, it was at Melt, Meltdown Comics, so mm-hmm. already very nerdy people were there, um, made them think like, oh, well, just keep doing it. And I got booked on all these comedy shows. And then I just haven't really stopped doing it. And it's always a little surprising, but very welcome.
0: Have you taken it? This has been what? So this is like three years now.
3: For performing, from it's been two years. Two
0: years, okay. Yeah. So, so I moved
3: to LA and start from Long Beach, which granted is very
2: close. But sure. Yeah, two years.
0: But still a move nonetheless. Still a so move. So you did it, yes. and two years it. in. Have you have you had a moment of pause to reflect on what a shift it's been, or Absolutely. are you just in it and racing?
3: Um. Absolutely. I I have been writing uh this song lately actually that is is basically this premise of just like, oh cool, another song about uh pop culture that's really deep of you. That's so brave that you have not changed any of the chords since your first time you wrote. <laughs> really interesting stuff you're doing.
0: All right, now is this is this the j the, the, the choir of judgment that's in your head screaming about your work? Or is this uh is this from friends and family? Is this random trolls on Twitter? Where is that coming from?
3: That's coming exclusively from me. I've been very lucky in that um, the feedback I get is always nice, and that is because um, the people that... I'm not being forced down anyone's throat. No one is No one is forcing you to listen to the music of Cosby Sweater slash Allie Gertz. If you find it, it's because you love The Simpsons, And you love folk music and somehow your friend showed it to you Mm -hmm. Um, and so that makes it a little easier but as far as me I'm dealing with it constantly because I wrote all these songs I spent all this time and I do love them Um, but first and foremost I want to be doing the music side of it the comedy side it was never meant to be like, oh, let me make you laugh. It was just like, here's what I know better than anything in the world. It's as if I'm writing about heartbreak. And at the time, I was writing these songs that are all about underdogs. You know, I have a song called Everything's Coming Up, Millhouse, And I have a song mm-hmm. about Sam Weir from Peace and Geeks. Mm-hmm those it sounds so obvious now but when adam bush who recorded my album was talking to me he was saying i just really love that you use these characters to express your own isolation and and loneliness and i said what
0: huh what no this <laughs> i'm not you anywhere found... i'm not anywhere to be found in there i mean it's my my fingers <laughs> strumming the thing and my voice but i have the, nothing to do with me
3: and it's exactly and it's so funny because i didn't even really think about until I was kind of called out that all of my songs are from the perspective of men too. So I'm not not only am I not addressing my own feelings, but I'm just like making it as disassociative as I can. But mm-hmm. it's not even the same gender. So I'm really just like, well, it couldn't possibly be me. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so now, as I'm writing more and more songs, um, I'm trying to not abandon and not move away entirely, but to focus more a little bit on um, some some more mature feelings I think mm-hmm. or the same feelings but not not dressing them up in the same way maybe
0: view them through the lens your own lens yeah or of... like
3: you know uh, not a cartoon maybe just a grown up movie <laughs> <laughs> right. that's fair
0: that's fair where's the I'm always fascinated by the the creative output of somebody um, I, I, I it's, we'll get to I, I, I love your stuff I think it's great
3: you haven't heard my
0: stuff. I have indeed, which is, well, so let's, <laughs> we'll get to it. What's interesting is that, uh, you know, it was like the random ping on Twitter. Right. And I'm in a subway and I pull up your stuff and I go, I thought I had met you at At Midnight. Yes. But maybe I did it. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. But I, I thought know, I did. I don't
3: know if we actually met. We were both okay. definitely there. Okay. Uh, so I'm sure we saw each other. But I don't okay, So there's an
0: osmosis. There's yeah, a, there a proximity something. process. Yes. I saw you in the, the periphery. <laughs> it's done. It's palpable there. Sure. So you're
3: the plant. I'm et.
0: Exactly, exactly. Hardwick's babbling about taking a trip to Europe or whatever. I overhear this thing and I go. poor <laughs> He's sucker. talking he's never about never how
3: his, his uh, how his toilet costs six thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> I was telling Chris, I was like, Chris, you're weird taxidermy rich now, which is my favorite thing ever. Like he's got a flesh wall.
2: Yeah. Oh God. Uh...
0: Antique flesh wall, by the way. <laughs> let me be clear. <laughs> uh, of
2: course.
0: Um, no, but it was it was fa- fascinating to me. That I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with most things in this world, myself, technology specifically, sure. I feel like the more connected we get the more disconnected we actually are mm-hmm. um, but this was one of those rare instances of a tweet fired off randomly, gets a reply gets a connection to you Who and I could look up and I go, oh, I think I know you, and then could immediately digest your catalog and I heard the Millhouse thing, I went to the blog I saw the collab videos, and I was like yeah, absolutely, let's hang out, so I've Spent the last hour and a half or so, fully <laughs> marinating in your in, in, in the world in your world. So I love the stuff, but what I was getting at is this stuff seems well. Now that you say it's you're you're viewing your issues and emotions through other characters, that makes sense. Um, but it seems so fun. It seems so creative. It seems like the output is there. Where does where does that jury come into play? Where what where do those critics come in that tell you oh you're not challenging yourself? Oh how brave of you? Like what? Why is that? Why does that happen? I ask for a friend, not for myself, <laughs> not because I've ever experienced that.
2: I think that
3: when you do anything that is so particularly branded, like I write nerdy love songs. Mm. Uh, I have, I. So if someone else did a song that was about Millhouse, you would probably think like, oh, well, there already is one. Not that you can't, and in fact I hope that this uh, this spawns more Millhouse songs, but um, if if you went to see me and then I only did serious songs, I think you'd be a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like how that is, but it just is that way. Um, <clears throat> the the feelings started as soon as I performed my first big show, which was at the Largo with Jonathan Colton, who's, I had mentioned double clicks as being the Queens, I yeah. think he's the, the the God and King. Uh, Jonathan Colton and I had a wonderful, helpful talk where I kind of told him very early on, like, I'm afraid that I'm only gonna be able to write songs about Hobbits for the rest of my life. And He told me I felt the same way about monkeys. Like, I kind of have tried to go and write some more serious stuff with John Roderick or with myself. And, you know, people don't like it as much, but that's the existing fans. You're also making new fans. You're Mm -hmm. also making yourself happy. And people will know when you are writing stuff to appease your old fans, and it's never going to be good. And you're never actually going to be making those old fans happy either. So there's a lot going on there. And I think uh, most creatives uh, are going to be very insecure about their work at some point, if not all stages of what they're doing. Otherwise, they'll probably just stop because they're just like, oh, this is as good as it's ever going to get. And
0: right. Well, I've reached the edge of my box. Exactly. I guess I don't have to try to break through. I'll just, oh, I'm going to go to pasture now.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think for me, like, some uh, as and I I really can't, enough that I do like the stuff that I wrote and I the people that have collaborated with me I'm very grateful that that happened at the same time after most shows not comedy shows because they know what they're getting into but when I play music shows someone will come up to me it's usually a very attractive woman and they will say that was so good you have such a good voice have you ever written any real songs and it just stings so bad (laughs) 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 and you know uh, that is the only instance where I've gotten any kind of criticism I suppose about what I do but that's not even, for for them they're being nice Um, for me I just you know it does seem kind of like always like being an emo kid and like doing your hair the same meticulous way every single day and having to have nail polish and having to have all these things, like, eventually I think you just get a little tired Mm -hmm. and want to just be like, well, what does it look like if I just wash my hair and don't put anything on today? And it feels a little bit like that.
0: So is that what's coming down the pipe then for you? Is it going to be something a little more raw, a little more personal?
3: I think so, but, you know, um, I feel kind of like things are just slowly going that way anyway. I found that when I was trying to deliberately sit down and write a Cranberry song or like I'm going to write a Veruca Salt song or a Fiona Apple song.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That's really hard. Like <laughs> it's really hard to say and this is my new style right. because when I was writing the Millhouse song and those, those other things like those were just as honest they just took some research. They just took some finding some lines that worked um, and it, in some ways it's much easier because I could get people to feel something in my music, because they already have feelings for these characters, and it feels a little like cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's just uh, something that I'm excited to try in terms of can I make someone feel as much about me, which is very scary.
0: Ooh, that's deep.
3: I know that is real <laughs> fucking deep. <laughs> it's like it's too deep. No, you know what I'm gonna go back it, to
0: cartoon. No, no, that's I mean that is phenomenal, and I mean I. I have like uh, empathetic anxiety over exploring that territory. Yeah. I like mean, I really do because it sounds okay like it's like equivalent of emotional auto-tune yes. to attach these feelings to a character that's already beloved. I get it. Okay. I understand their perspective. I love that character so you can say anything in their voice yeah. and I'll immediately give you a base level of acceptance and appreciation. Right. But to say have that for me
3: and, and give it's, me
0: that respect exactly, and, and
3: it's also very hard because you never I mean I'll I was gonna say you. I never want to be selfish or self-centered or egotistical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's a song. It is very much coming from my point of view, my heart, my my head, and so.
0: Well, it'd be great if you wrote some real ones.
2: Yeah, I right. Think we've
0: all we've all been talking about it. And this is <laughs>
2: do it already. This is why I'm here. Stop Can you write about it, a real thing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is it? So what is what was your path to to nerddom then? And I, I I always feel weird. I, I get. I have a lot of... A handful of nerdy friends. I'm going to backtrack. I have a handful of nerdy friends.
2: Chris Hardwick, a handful, number
0: one. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. With his bullets. He's got the other half of my broken heart <laughs> necklace from Things Remembered. Right. Uh, and once a year we put them together and it's great. <laughs> uh, a handful of those friends are are women. And some of them are in the industry, some aren't. And one thing that they absolutely fucking hate is... Uh, defending or justifying it's that lady nerd test of like oh you're oh you sing about nerds you're you think you're a nerd mm-hmm. well what consoles do you have yeah well you, you, you don't have a gaming pc oh mm-hmm. phony and they hate that oh, so of course
3: because they're good people that have brains that function
0: exactly Exactly.
3: It's such an obvious stance to have, too. It's it's the right stance. It's just the correct stance. It's the same as, like, I don't I don't hate this race. It's like, well, yeah, you don't get points for that. You just shouldn't hate other people's races, <laughs> you moron.
0: Right. It's, 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 it's the Chris Rock thing. I take care of my kids. It's like, yeah, you're yeah, fucking you're supposed, supposed to. to. You had them. What do you want, a medal?
3: Yeah, Patton Oswalt has a great joke about that, too. Just like, where's my parade, you Right.
0: Know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So at the risk of it sounding like some sort of litmus test, Or whatever. That is not. That is not. And I
3: appreciate that you clarified. Um, I wouldn't have agreed to do a conversation with someone had I thought that they were going to grill me on what (laughs) games I have. Well, here's the disclaimer. And how many
0: achievement points do you have, and what are you currently playing right now? And it better not be a fucking mobile game. (laughs) How far are you in Kim Kardashian? I actually, so
3: when I was on at midnight, I used to be a researcher, and I had to play through the game so I could find the best moments to put on the show. So it's a bad time. I wouldn't even want to pretend for one second that it's good. <laughs> I could joke with you and say it was great and make it a bit, but it's just not good. <laughs> no,
0: nope. nope. not
1: at all.
3: Uh, so as far as getting into nerddom, um, <clears throat> I think I have something that a lot of people have where if you like something genuinely and are just super, super into it, it's considered nerdy, and it doesn't really matter what it is. Sure. For me, my thing i've had many things it, it's always been comedy like i was spoon-fed tons of great comedy by my dad and it was always around the house and just tons of cool old movies mm-hmm. lots of marx brothers sounds mildly
0: abusive by the way that he's just <laughs> got spoonfuls of comedy yes and he's choo-choo training them into your mouth or yeah. maybe airplaning i don't know exactly what his method was but
3: he airplaned the movie airplane into my mouth perfect uh.
0: <laughs> surely you can't be serious um what was so what was your father what was he into
3: um, so I have a young dad, uh, mm-hmm. and he and I are very close, uh, and it's mostly because we just goofed around watching TV. So yeah, Mark's Brothers, and um, you know George Carlin, and just Richard Pryor, uh, Bob Newhart. I loved a ton growing up. Um, all of the cool old foundation. shows. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. And was he a
0: performer? Was he into comedy as well? He or? was not a
3: comedy performer, okay. and he's uh, he at the time was very shy to the point where, like, when he he plays guitar exceptionally well, and uh, whenever I would go to see him play, my mom would say, "Just like try to get your dad's attention," and I'm just like, "Dad," and he'd turn around to see me, and we'd snap a picture of him, and he'd just be so mad at us <laughs> for for tricking him <laughs> into facing the <this>, stage, <laughs> and. Um, he, he just gave me all of this information as far as, like, or just a foundation as far as, like, this is what being a funny person is like. And I was surrounded by my dad's friends. Um, so my dad is 20 years older than I am. And <clears throat> his friends are all very cool music nerds. It's like living with the cast of High Fidelity.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, there's a little bit of snobbery. Uh, so I was kind of taught, if you have a friend who likes Home Improvement, that means they weren't watching Seinfeld because they're on the same time. Therefore, people who like home improvement should not be your friends.
0: I love the flow chart of elite, <laughs> elitism in comedy. I was I was,
3: just, I was having to do note cards every night, just You're right. doing little tests. I failed school, but I I won the. the Which affection way of my does dad. the gator
0: mouth go? Star Trek <laughs> or Star Wars? You don't associate with those red shirts.
3: By the way, yes, my dad. Definitely Star Wars, not Star Trek. My me dad either. told. My, in fact, I've never really seen Star Trek because my dad has told me, "Just like Star Trek's boring." I'm just like, I believe you. <laughs> like, just this, I never, so I never had. For some like, people,
0: that indoctrination <laughs> is religious in nature I was just about and leads to say. sex through a sheet. So you're you're okay. You're fine.
3: I was honestly just about to say that I didn't have religion growing up, but I did live religiously right. as far as what I you was still doing. had fanaticism. Still had the things. Still had to do the the rituals and prayers. And, um, I was, I also have, uh, two half sisters and, uh, although we, we consider each other fully related, of course, but mm. they are older. You mean when
0: you combine them? Yes. Either yeah, each of them <laughs> together.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh, we, we, this is part of the ritual. We all mm. just slice our hands open and get the blood going. It's just, you know, blood related. Sure. Uh, and so they were, you know, like 10 and 12 years older. And so my dad is 20 years older. So I have people that are from. Uh, growing up mostly on 80s television and then 70s television. Mm-hmm. And then my mom um, is, you know, she's like 30 years old, like 35 years older than I am. And so then I have her generation too. So I just have this massive, like in my household, uh, span of of comedy. Mm-hmm. And so it was very cool and it made for an adult that is fun to talk to. But as a child, it was kind of like, I was making jokes about Don Knotts And my friends were just like, what? What are you... Who is that?
0: This is a Tamagotchi. (laughs) It has nothing to do with whatever the fuck you said. Exactly.
3: And so they were, you know... I remember, like, instances of, like... I wasn't allowed to listen to music that sucked, pretty much. Or watch TV that sucked. But I was allowed to watch stuff that was more mature than I should be watching.
0: So did you have to, like, sneak away to a basement to play Snow's Informer?
3: I never... I was always a good kid. Like, I just... I... How could you not be when when you're being fed so heavily? Anything, right? You know that's the that is the person who's who's feeding you. Sure. And so you know it sounds like I've been. uh but there's like a, a stowaway or something. No, yeah,
0: it does, it does sound a little captive. <laughs> <Somebody help me. laughs> um You look when you're kept in a shack. Yeah. And you're chained to a radiator.
3: You know how that is. You know, why do you need a radiator in a shack? Yeah, you can. All the heat's gonna a, escape. Thirsty. You're fine.
0: Um, there, but there is a there is a, a place for CNC Music Factory. There is a place for Taylor Dane. There is a place for home improvement. Yes. Um, do you feel like you missed out on any of that or no? I mean, it's...
3: I do. And it's funny. Um, so my dad, there are a few things that, that makes this very funny. My mom and dad are no longer together. And my dad is now married to this really wonderful woman, Katie, who uh, likes all the stuff that I was not allowed to listen to. Wow. And... And it, she does
0: the Tim Allen grunt all the time?
3: <laughs> all the time. You know, I said Katie to protect Tim Allen's name. My dad and Tim are married now and they're happier than ever. Uh, he, my dad still doesn't watch the show, but he's found love and that's what's important. Love it. So I remember feeling, and, and of course I, I have so much love for them. At the time when I met uh, who was to become you know my, my stepmom, I, I suppose, uh, I just remember feeling like a sense of betrayal. I I felt like I had been lied to because my whole life I've been told there's almost nothing more important than what you like. And by the way, my dad was a young dad. He didn't mean to make it this end-all, sure. be-all. He was just having fun with his kid. Yeah, he absolutely. never He never in a million years thought that I'd be talking on podcasts about how I've, I felt imprisoned by <laughs> his good sure. taste. Sure, sure.
0: But yeah, but I get it. But there is like the arm around the shoulder of like, look, it's what's inside that counts. You're Actually, right. that's bullshit. It's what you tell people you like <laughs> on the outside. Yes. That's what matters.
3: Yes, yeah. and so... When um, I was being introduced to this very cool woman who happened to love Britney Spears and Taylor Swift and all these things, I just felt like, what is then? Why did I go through all these years of alienating people and being a jerk if if that's not really what matters? And I'm so glad that he did realize, hey, listen, like, you are going to love who you love, and it doesn't matter what they like or what they do for a living or any of these things. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just going to be with who you love because you love them, and it's much more fun in many ways to be with someone who likes something different because they're able to have a whole new perspective on that that area. Right. And then you are doubling what you know instead of just, you know, keeping this narrow line of we only listen to the Beatles. Right.
0: And I always find like you get the fun of of being the one who introduces them to all of the things that you love because totally. they probably don't have a knowledge of that. So when you get to show somebody Airplane for the first time,
3: ah like what an amazing treat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh No
0: wait, so were you a dick to people who loved Jeannie in a bottle? Did you <laughs> did you even give them the time of day?
3: Uh it's something that I learned sooner rather than later, thank God. Um I have a song about it called Open Letter to Myself. Um, where uh I mean maybe I'll maybe I'll sing it later. Uh, but it's essentially about my elitism, about about learning, hey. Let people like their shitty fucking things. Let them like their
2: trash garbage. Let people
0: be fucking piles of shit. Whatever. It doesn't hurt you. Exactly. And which is this told through the uh, the perspective of Keanu from the Matrix? Oh yeah. Because it cl- it can't be you, right? Mm-hmm. It's. Do we actually, channel it through. Mm,
3: that is actually one of the only songs that. Uh, did not take a long time to write. It poured out of me and I didn't even know what I was writing when it came out. I just, it starts Dear Allison and and then it just, it all just kind of unravels and so even though it's filled with pop culture references mm-hmm. is still probably the most earnest song I have uh, because it was very much just like, hey, let's figure this out because you've got some, you've got some things that you would, you should probably look at.
0: <laughs> Sounds a little therapeutic. I would love yeah. to hear it if, if, if that's cool later. Yeah, yes. Um, when, uh, I, I want to make sure we're okay on time. It might Totally, we have
3: all the time. Oh, great,
0: great. Well, then I'm just going to delete everything to make room for <laughs> hard drive. It's still, I still see a waveform. I'm very nervous about this setup. I think we're okay. Um, you mentioned you performed in choir. Yes. Uh, was that a high school thing, junior high school? When it you did was all.
3: It was always. And um, my my mom has this incredibly talented family of like seven siblings and or six siblings, and they all are amazing harmonizers. It was like every holiday we'd sing, um, you know, just the. The tunes that you sing on holidays, but then it would become and now we're gonna sing Boston, and now we're gonna sing the Beach Boys, and now we're gonna do Led Zeppelin and the Pretenders. And so it was just always around. And That
0: sounds so impossibly sitcom to me. I like know. In, in a wonderful it's, way, no, no, by the it's way. Really like really true. Let's gather around the roaring fire on the mm-hmm. bearskin rug and <laughs> mom's gonna twinkle away on the ivories mm-hmm. and we're all just gonna sing.
3: Uh it's definitely more um crazy than that i mean Mm -hmm. it was the energy of of having that many people that all kind of want to be singers is a different one than we all happen to be good singers and let's all get together and sing it there was i mean
0: a lot of power ballads a lot of solos yes these are my four bars bitch back (laughs) off (laughs) okay Yeah, yeah and
3: but but it was very harmonious in every way of the every every part of that word sure and um For choir, it was just kind of, that's what you did. You went into choir, and then eventually you'd also pick up an instrument, so I did violin. While this was going on, I was playing drums. That was my first instrument. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was teaching myself how to play by listening to um, Smells Like Teen Spirit. And Rush. Yeah. And uh, just teaching myself how to play piano. My dad kind of, you know, gave me a hand with all the things, and they were just there. But my parents were really cool about never forcing me to take lessons. I think I probably would not have wanted to pursue music had I been forced to, because I hate homework, and I hate sure. I hate being told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but choir was always fun. I always, uh, I always had to get the solos and... I always was writing harmonies. Like, even when I was in second grade, I wrote a harmony for, like... I'll be working on the railroad. <laughs> she
0: like, like, wheels on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're like, I have a diva run that I'd like to put in at the end. Uh, it's going to follow round round and round, if that's cool.
3: I just sang the song Round and Round by a rat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh,
3: I invented mashups. Did you know yeah,
0: exactly. No, I didn't. I didn't. That's amazing. That was At such me. a young age, yeah, that's thank amazing. You. Thank you. Um, if only there was a SoundCloud for you. Um, so clearly, musical thread all throughout. Um, you were being spoon-fed which pop culture is acceptable, which is not, a nice pass-fail test.
3: Yeah, they, they call it pop culture because my dad made me like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
0: You... You still there? You guys there? Now's a good time for a break, right? I could use one. You could probably use one. Hell, we all, we all need a little break from time to time. I'm taking one. Why don't you take one? Wait, oh, wait what are you gonna do with your break? Oh, you're going to put some fuel in the machine? You're going to grab for some nom-noms to get you going, to gas you up, to power you through? Take your hands off the candy bar. Put down that crack pipe. I don't know what you're snacking on, but that ain't healthy. You know what it is? Nature Box. Let me tell you about Nature Box. First and foremost, I use them. I'm a a proud member of their service. I like what they do. I wouldn't tell you otherwise. If I felt otherwise, I feel a burp coming on. And it's not from Nature Box snacks. It's just... Uh, okay that's always good in the middle of a sponsored <laughs> segment here's the thing i like nature box you will like nature box so try them for free i shouldn't have to say anything else but i will very quickly go to naturebox.com pointless sign up for a free trial and get over 100 different snacks delivered right to your doorstep zero energy required Look, you can tell them what you like and what you don't like. They'll send you exactly what you want. But I like to explore. I like it when they just, I just, I spin the wheel. You know, I'll, I'll spin the chamber. And whatever bullet comes out is going to be tasty. And again, nutritionist approve. You can pronounce all the ingredients. You can snack without feeling guilty. Some jalapeno white cheddar popcorn. Yeah, get that. Actually, I, I seriously, I highly recommend that. That went by so fast. At a perfect level of spice. But then you get that white cheddar in there. Mm. Mmm, dusty deliciousness. Big Island pineapple. Pineapple slices. That's it. That's the only ingredient. But they're dehydrated and they were so fucking tasty and they look good too. Pistachio power clusters. You gotta go find out what the power and the cluster part is, but I can tell you this I ate the bag that they sent me and then everybody else came in and we completely polished the whole thing off. We fight over them because they're tasty and again, they're healthy. And that is so damn important. Go to naturebox.com slash pointless, you guys. Sign on up. It's free. And when you get your first box, tweet me. Let me know. Snap a photo. Mash the snacks in your cheeks like a hamster. I don't care. However you want to do it. At attack, let me know that you're on the Nature Box train. I heart your faces. Let's get back to this podcast. And when did you go to? Did you do the college thing?
3: I did the college thing um, for four years. So you'd think that I graduated, but okay. I dropped out. I was like, uh, "That's
0: an average time, I believe." <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty solid number.
3: Yeah, I um I couldn't have hated college more. Was and it in Long Beach? It was Long Beach, yeah. which is the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, is
0: that where you were from, or yeah, did you born and ma- raised? Okay.
3: And um, it's so funny. In in all of high school, uh, I always surprised connected with my teachers. Even though I was a bad student, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would, would be shocked to find that true. And these teachers would tell me just like, you know, I know that high school isn't really your thing, but when you go to college, you're going to find these, these brilliant minds and you're going to be around people that really understand you and really get it. Now, they thought that I had the grades that matched my personality and tenacity and would get into a good school that was made out of bricks. (laughs) Instead, I went to what is essentially high school part two, which is Cal State Long Beach. Uh, and they say, well, once you get into your major, you know, you'll find the, you know, the G's. Sure, you'll find some losers. Once you get into your major, you'll find yeah. the people that really and that's so funny. connect. They just
0: keep moving the carrot further mm-hmm. along the stick. But once mm-hmm. you get there, okay, no, no, no. But I, I know this feels like community college, but the napkins are linen. <laughs> but just wait. So
3: you knew the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the major I chose was communication studies, which is the major that you you do when you don't have a major. Right. So it was the worst people of my high school experience. And by the way, I understand that this is worst for me. For them, I'm probably the worst or they think nothing of me. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's one of those things where you you kind of assume that the popular people are out to get you when they really are just having a nice time living their lives and the last thing that they care about is what the person who's fuming over them thinks. Yeah. You know, they're not bad people. No, I was they've
1: just... got
0: babies out of wedlock to have and <laughs> shitty shows to watch. They've got Judge Judy to keep on the air, right? Yes. I get it.
3: Uh, but for me, it was just unbearable. And uh, eventually, I was... Were
0: I, you were you going along with the flow, though? Or were you fighting it kick and scream? <clears throat> like, were you hitting the Kagers or doing no, the bar I, crawls? No, I, or... I did
3: nothing. I, had, I, was in a, I was in a very grown-up uh, relationship where I was living with somebody who I met in high school. And had two cats, and was just being very much just like, I'm an adult. And mm.
0: um, I'll have a little, maybe I'll, I don't know, maybe I'll mix it up and have some Pinot Gris this weekend. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so adult.
3: Well, I was adult, but also had like, I had a, a wall that, that was like Nerf guns were mounted to. So I was an adult who lived with two boys. Right. Uh, so I was struggling to find what I wanted in this world. Mm-hmm. And it was in this hatred for school and this, what had become kind of just like a, Living with two friends relationship, where I was just like I need to find an outlet, and that is when I started writing songs, and that is when I started posting stuff to the internet, and I found an escape from this world that I was in. And uh, my Dungeons and Dragons song is about escapism, um, and in, in yes, in so many ways it's about Dungeons and Dragons, but it was more just like. I want to get out of here. How do I do that? Right. Can I do it in a in a way that doesn't require me to move? Right. Can I do? Can some... I
0: roll some dice and yeah. have a DM just go? Yeah, cool. You teleport away from all of this mess. Yeah, yeah. all
3: of when I'm like, they're just like, okay, so you you're in a forest and there are two doors. What do you want to do? I'm just like. Really would like to start a music career and move to L.A. <laughs>
0: right. Can I burn the forest down? Is that okay? Which which door has matches behind it? How does that work? <clears throat>
3: exactly. Were
0: you, now, you said, were you, so you were in a relationship with somebody and then there was another roommate there yeah. as well? But then you said you were staying with two friends.
3: It became, it became a relationship where uh, my boyfriend and I just, it became very clear. Just like, we love each other, but we don't really it's like
0: each other. not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as just growing up and growing apart like natural pangs of that
3: yeah so it wasn't a
0: tumultuous fiery breakup not at all
3: not at all it was um, it was I have a I have I said Open Letter was the the most real song but Mm -hmm. I have a song that I never really do live because it's just so so real and it's painful and it's called Stagnant Fine and it's this idea of all
1: right. Oh, well, I,
0: just the title alone is like, "Fuck, I've been there."
2: Yeah,
0: I've, I've been in Stillwater and woken up and gone. Oh, there's a layer that's collected on this soup. Yeah. We got to stir the pot. Yeah. This <laughs> those is
2: those are the <laughs> lyrics.
0: What? No, said, what?
3: Those are the lyrics.
0: You, no, really, what other uh, no, <laughs> no, no. But it's. I'm sorry. I, I'm like, let me let me tell you what your song's no, about. But no. from the title, I immediately
3: you get it. Yeah, oh. it's exactly that. Um, oh. Yeah, it, it's exactly that. It's just this idea of like here's not good and here's not bad, but here's the things not being more sad. Like, let's, you know, uh, like, it, it could be worse. So maybe we should just stay here forever. And listen,
0: if you want the soup lyrics for that, I think those are slightly more poetic. <laughs> yes. But uh, you do you. Yeah. You do you. Thank you write as real as you can. Thank you. Um, can you say that those lyrics again? Because they were fucking beautiful. Seriously.
3: Uh, sure. Here's not good, here's not bad, but here's the things not being more sad. <sighs> the first lines are, um, they're... There You Go and Here I Stay, How Long Can We Keep Things This Way. Uh, it's very... How long? It's a two-minute song, and it made me instantly weep when I was writing it.
0: Have you seen Me, You, and Everyone We Know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is the... I'm trying to remember the name of the street that the they the see. Street? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Where they go. We see it coming up. Yeah. And it's like... And I, I passed by it. I passed oh, by it yeah. in LA. It exists and it was like Houston not Houston Street but it was something like that mm. and we see it and we yeah. know that that's the end of the relationship Ugh. and that it's coming up that street yeah. is in two blocks yes. we're not out there but we know where it's heading how long were you in that stagnant run a year uh, oh a year. fuck why a year
3: it was so hard so my boyfriend and I had what was in every way a breakup mm-hmm. a year go- a, not a, you know what I mean not a year ago but yeah yeah with a year left. And
0: over a, over a singular event or it was no, just like, oh, it was, it let's was, not have sex tonight. In fact, let's never have sex again.
3: We had already not been having sex and it was already just I mean, I think that's pretty standard in long relationships that are going to end. Sure. It y- y- usually takes a while, though, to realize is, that... The
0: genitals are the canary in that coal mine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I
0: really think, like... they Because really, it's, at least from my experience as well, and being, like, in serial long-term relationships, yeah. the moment that goes away, it's like, well, you, all, we can justify it. This is fine. This That's is a malaise thing. that happens. Oh, my God, it's been a year. That's
3: the thing. You don't realize how long it happens until yeah. it's happening. I, I remember, so, you know, I'm trying to trying to be this adult person... Kind of, it's kind of all coming together that you know we have not slept together mm-hmm. in a long time, and so I'm googling, you know, how do I improve this? What do I do? How do I change things? And it's all these people saying just like it's totally normal, it's right. totally okay, and then I realize that these people are all 45 and up. And I realize I'm twenty years old. This is not normal for a right. twenty years old. No,
0: but listen, after the hot flashes <laughs> subside, sometimes you need a pill or an ointment to rev the engine. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> Go to Santa Barbara. You
3: drop the kids off at school. <laughs> 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 They're going to be out of the house soon, anyway. Then you'll have the time to exactly. get together.
0: <laughs> so, so you were reading that <clears throat> probably in, then, in the moment, rationalizing things a little bit.
3: Yes, and so we had what was what was like a breakup, and mm. it was just so late at night that we have the just like, well, I mean, can we go to can we go to bed still though? Like, can we can we sleep here? Yes. So he went he went to the bar, came back. I was already asleep. The next morning we did not talk about it and then it took a year to talk about it again. Whoa. So there were there were moments where we'd see Whoa. each other from across the house, and we'd have this look, kind of like you know, two two deer looking at each other from across, just like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Is this happening? Are we? Right.
0: Are you the headlights? Am I yes. the deer? Wait, we're both kind of stunned right now. Yeah,
3: and Holy so it, it took a long time, and it took it took writing this music, and it took going out to L. A. and meeting people, not romantically, just meeting people that were so. Driven and funny and doing the things that I wanted to see myself doing that I thought like I just really want to pull myself up from wherever I am and I want to just do stuff that is about me right now and mm-hmm. I'm being a bad Relationship partner because I I only really want it to be about me right now And so I made the decision, but it's very scary, especially we were living together I didn't have like necessarily a, a way to like get out of I'm um, doing an air quotes um and it again it was it was a friend it's not a bad relationship it just right. wasn't a great thing and uh, I had decided I can't spend another Christmas together let's send it christmas is in 3 days so. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the two from tag on this box of heartache and reality. It's a uh, well, spoiler. It's from me it's to you. Ooh, hello. And uh, good luck with the tears.
3: So we. See we on the other side. We exchanged early Christmas presents, and like neither like he never asked. Just like, but why? <laughs> you know, Christmas isn't. It? Right. But we did, and um, we go back to the house, and we are watching Cheers. Cheers is the show that I was, at the time, just marathoning for what is almost my first time. And that show is nothing if not a show about heartbreak and reality and just real emotions. As funny as that show is, it gets so dark. And we're watching Diane break up with so many people. And we're just, I I keep telling myself, one more episode, only one more episode, and then I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Six episodes go by. And this is kind of...
0: What a non-conventional benchmark that is. I know.
3: (laughs) If you had just picked a show with a shorter run,
0: you could have ripped that (laughs) band-aid.
3: One year and six cheers later. (laughs) I love
0: that demarcation. You should have been like Heat Vision and Jack. Like, just didn't get past pilot. Done. Relationship over. You move on. Oh, one more cheers.
3: So, uh, I'm watching the sun go down behind me, and I just have to do it. And I can't. And then... I am not kidding. Netflix comes up and says, do you wish to continue? And then I start to cry my eyes out. And my boyfriend is looking at me, looking at the screen. For from his point of view, we've been having a great time watching Cheers, and then I burst into tears.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't know how existential, you know, on-demand video services can be sometimes.
3: <laughs> oh no. And uh,
0: do you wish to continue? You're gonna pop another quarter in this machine, <sighs> and the answer was no.
3: Yeah, and. Because we would already set the foundation for a breakup, right. it was not surprising. He was able to put two and two together and kind of just offered a hand and was just like, I get it. Good game. Yeah, we tried. And then I drove to L.A. and then I drove all the way up to uh, Seattle by myself, up the one, and I spent two weeks in Astoria just figuring it out and... It was.
0: Wait, did you have friends out there? Did you? I had.
3: I had a, a musician friend that I saw um, and like tried to write some music with, and mm-hmm. just was really trying to figure out who's the new me, who is this person, and I had just recorded the album, but it wasn't going to come out for a long time, so I had time to figure out: Am I going to move to Portland? Am I going to move to LA? What am I going to do? And it was. It was me trying to push myself for the first time because, as I hinted at, I've always been a good kid. Like, I didn't really drink. I didn't do anything that was too crazy um, except for maybe fall in love with people that are older than I should fall in love with. Right. Uh, and
0: Which is not something the D.A.R.E. program really touches on.
3: Right. They should. And is
0: it her- heroin? <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine then. Go be addicted to love. <laughs> it's fine.
3: Yes. Uh, and so I remember being given advice by someone older than I am. That I should go see concerts and I should go get drunk and I should go make out with people and I should go just have fun. And so I'm in Portland and I'm trying to do these things desperately. And it's just it's the it's the very pathetic person who's trying on a different outfit. Well, as you
0: talked about the, the the emo child. Yes. Coming from hot topic to hot topic, combing Ugh. the hair the certain way, trying to brand an identity on themselves. Yeah. That is it's but it's great that you tried it. And that's that's exactly what you needed in a roundabout it, way. Yes. That doesn't need to define you, obviously. <laughs> yes. But you needed that experience to know that it's not you?
3: Yes. Well, it's funny because I was I was going out, I was partying, quote unquote, and I visited my dad's friends. So they had moved to Portland. Mm-hmm. And so I, I go and I say, you know, I really appreciate you letting me stay here, but I'm actually going to go out see this band that doesn't even start until 11 and blah 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 mm-hmm. oh that's fine let's make dinner first oh sure so we make spaghetti what a fun food to prepare with somebody like oh, it's yeah. just you throw the noodles up to see if it works and it's just you're having a great time they put on really fun jazz like everything is it's just very comfortable and warm and inviting we eat our spaghetti and then uh the wife comes out with like a scrabble board and so I play a quick game of Scrabble. I'm gonna
0: sit down, just, just seven tiles, quick. just give me seven, <laughs> just deal me in, and that's
1: it.
3: And then their giant dog comes up and starts, you know, like, just being so affectionate and in my lap, and, and then I, I fell asleep, and I, I just, I couldn't help it, we're next to a fire playing Scrabble, I'm a bowl full of spaghetti, and, uh, and I wake up to, Allison, Allison, do you want a milkshake? And just my eyes, just like... Jesus? <laughs>
0: You're in Portland? <laughs>
3: my eyes just light up, and I just see this beautiful milkshake in front of me that they made, and, uh, and it was in that moment that I realized, like, I don't have to try. I don't have to try to be somebody else. If it, if it happens, it's going to happen, but this is the kind of fun that I like. At least in this moment, right? And so I didn't go out, and it felt really great. And I had tried, and it doesn't mean I failed. I still like to go out, and I still like what to would, have fun.
0: What would be, and what would be success? How in do that? you top that? How, but what would be success? Saying like, what that was... I did
3: it—that's the thing. Like in in a lot of those ways, like saying that you went, or taking the Instagram picture, or tweeting that you like, doing the hashtag. Like that's that's often the most fun that you're having at these kinds of things. I have found that most of the the best times of my life have been. Just hanging out with good people, and it didn't really matter what we were doing. It was just, well, wow, we had a lot of fun. That was mm-hmm. great.
0: And no stress over is it going to be Valencia or Lo-Fi? How are you oh. going to present this moment or this AIDS Benedict <laughs> to the world? Exactly. Right? Yeah. I always say that if uh, if you're seeing a moment, if someone if you're seeing a moment that someone is living in real time on a social media network, and they're telling you how much fun they're having, they're not you know, having it's fun. because yeah, because they're they're busy trumpeting yeah. the amount of fun that they're having. And it's like, if you're on the dance floor, you're, you're, uh, theoretically you should be dancing. I was did a, a, a Miley Cyrus concert for the Adult Swim up front here in New York like two weeks ago. And I was periscoping it. People were like, oh my God, you're having a great time. And the hearts are flying <laughs> up the screen. And I'm sitting there thinking like, no, I'm not. the the I was having a great time, yeah. but now I'm here because I felt like I had to be here. To say that I was here for this moment, and this is me sharing it with you guys because the moment itself is not exciting enough. It's just not enough. I can't wait to get back to my room and have an overpriced shrimp salad (laughs) (laughs) from room service Mm -hmm. and watch some Hearthstone on Twitch and fall asleep <laughs> like that's that's what i can't wait for yeah but the selfie version of that is probably not as, as exciting
3: what's what's funny what's funny is you know if if you are trying to see what is what is this person that i'm jealous of up to what are they doing it's it's when they are not posting anything that you should be worried
0: that's precisely it what's going on in that moment of silence you know is it yeah. self-reflection Fuck! That makes me jealous. That <laughs> you're stopping and growing gross. as a person. Exactly. Yeah. Or are you having such a damn good time <laughs> so that you don't need time. to beat your chest? Yeah. And and condense it into 140 characters and put it out into the ether.
3: Imagine having the thought of uh, oh, I just wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about Twitter. Right. What do you mean? Right. That's wow.
0: Yeah. And, and <laughs> let's switch. So tr- Let me. So <laughs> you mentioned. I feel. I've, so I have this guilt thing about you've been very kind and let me into your room. Oh yeah. Uh, and you let me take over this lovely hotel room, and I can't actually tell how much time has passed because I'm just getting bars and BPM because I just hit record. How are you? I feel
3: great about it. Do we have a
0: couple more minutes? I think so. Do you want to call it?
3: No, let's let's keep talking. You
0: mentioned going to a search engine to ask an algorithm, to ask Google what is going on with your relationship, this sex life. Things are stagnant. Should I be worried? I always am fascinated by that because I think – I think the machines know us better than we know ourselves sometimes. Um, what does Google know about you that maybe you don't know about you? Or anyone in your life? What does, what does Facebook know? What do these algorithms know about you?
3: Right. Uh, I will say that it is unfortunately branded. If you, I, I recently hung out with someone for the first time um, who I'll just say because he's great. Alex Hirsch, uh, who's the creator of Gravity Falls. He and okay. I talk about The Simpsons nonstop. And we became very fast friends. Like, you meet somebody, and sometimes it just really clicks. Mm -hmm. And so in order to show my trust to him as a person, I said, tell me a letter, and I will tell you what the last thing is that I Googled. And we went, it was so fun that we went through the entire alphabet. And most of the things are Spin City, The (laughs) Simpsons, uh, psoriasis cream. (laughs) (laughs) uh why am i so sad tonight things that are just things that i'm comfortable sharing and i think that although i use twitter jokingly i'm pretty i'm it's i'm pretty transparent online because mm-hmm. i found that that's much more fun if i am going to be doing it i do like to say Really bummed out tonight. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: which, which, well,
0: <clears throat> another sad ice cream.
3: <laughs> just just tear, hashtag
0: tears in my yogurt. Like just honest yeah. and raw. That's great.
3: Um, and I, uh, I was talking to another friend that I made recently, and we were having this conversation about how I, I am very open and very candid and that how that can be in and of itself a bit defensive because it's me saying here's here are my cards feel free to take them or leave them instead of giving the person I'm with some time to decide whether or not they are comfortable with even hearing those those stories sure. or you know if they're ready because it also sharing something deeply personal about yourself even if you're okay with it is really asking a lot of the listener that you're with you know it it takes a lot to hear someone's emotional Journey or strife, and um, I think that uh, all the stuff that I do on in in Google is actually a little easier because I'm not inflicting anybody else with my drama. So Google probably is is getting the the easy side of it, whereas my friends, typically new friends, who I like to present a picture of myself to, because you get to say, well, this is me. I just I just transferred here, and heres <laughs> don't ask about my old high school. <laughs> right,
0: right. Old me is—I shot old me. Old me is in a ditch or in the, in the trunk of a Hertz <laughs> rental car. But, but new me is here, and let me present. So, what is what is the filtered version of you? What is the upfront version of you?
3: So, I think, and I will say, so I've been I am. A,
0: like, this is, and it's cheating. I'm asking you to present more cards to me. I understand that now, but sure.
3: Um, uh, the person whose podcast I did most recently, Alex Falcone, is a very funny comic, and he is the person who's grilled me the most since I met him, and I really appreciate it. I think it's really lucky when you get to meet people who will say, by the way, did you know that you do this? And then you say, oh, no, I what didn't he, what know. What did he call you out on? He called me out on being the person who tells you what kind of person they are. I start a lot of sentence with... As someone who's introverted and extroverted. (laughs) 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 Just total douche move. Just like, well, you know, other people my age just aren't really. And it's just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) Like, just be your age. And uh, he, he definitely has made fun of me for... For, he called me very 24, which is the most horrible thing anyone <laughs> could say to me.
2: <laughs> it hurt
3: my feelings so much. Oh. Uh, and, <clears throat> he said, "He said I don't even have to ask. Uh, you were probably told your whole life that you're mature for your age. Right. And I said, yep, mm-hmm. that is true. And it's That was my
0: badge of honor that maybe I should now <sighs> throw aside put and let away. it tink into <laughs> the gutter.
3: Something that I've been working on is not being something for my age. I don't want to be funny for my age or talented for my age. Oh, I just man. want to be something. I just want to... I just would like for it to be enjoyable, period. And that is something that is hard because age is, you know, obviously something that is not always going to be on my side.
0: Right.
3: Uh, unless... But why should
0: it ever be against some somebody? Yeah, but I it, agree. But it does It does become against you. I mean, I, I, I live this... Uh, to make this about me, which is what please, I do best. Please do. Let me tell you, as someone who makes things about
1: themselves,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, for years it was, oh my like, but you're so smart, you're so talented for your age. Yeah. I can't believe someone your age has mm-hmm. accomplished X, Y, or Z. Right. And again, that you, you, you let that swell, the pride and ego, you let it define you, and then you start to get older and go, oh wait a minute, I'm meeting other people who are also gifted and talented and amazing and smart and all these other things, but... They're my age, or they're younger, or they're, oh shit, I've lost that sheen. I lost that candy coated protective shell. Right. Of which, like, no matter where I'm at in this world, it doesn't matter because I'm doing great for my age. Yes. And then you age out of it and you start to feel less than nothing. You start to feel like that was the asterisk yeah. on every accomplishment, which is really unhealthy.
3: And that's not even getting into the idea that this is all within the the confines of the industry. This is all in terms of our career successes and nothing to do with our personal successes. Right. Because no one's saying, you know, you seem... Something that is actually substantive and, and matters for your age. They're right. saying, "I can't believe that you, you have put so many YouTube album. views yeah. for
0: someone your age. Yes. Wow, I can't believe your subscriber count uh, yeah. for someone your age." <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: So, um, which is even more
0: I, it could be even more dangerous because I, <laughs> and not to put this on you, but
3: it's my fault. I'm sure.
0: But no, 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 no. It's that it's that for for folks in uh, in an industry. That is often predicated on masking or uh, um, trying to make up for shortcomings in a personal life or insecurities in a personal life. So when you attach even more attention and pride in the accomplishment for my age, as you grow up and you're supposed to discover who you are and why you are and how you are, nothing is attached to that. And all you had was, well, like... Those are good analytics for my age. <laughs> Shit, that's dangerous.
3: Yeah, it's really true. Are you shedding
0: that? Have you shed that? Are you have you cast that aside?
3: Uh, I do everything I, I can to. Yeah. I do everything I can to. I. So I'm from, LA at least, you know, somewhat. Sure. And you're a
0: JetBlue hub. That's close enough. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, so this this person Alex said uh, when I met him. That I was the most LA person he's ever met, and so we were in Portland, and this shocked me. It shocked me so much because in LA, I'm I feel like I'm the least LA, but of course, only someone who obsesses over how LA they are would say that in the first place. Right. And uh, being in Portland, even for just a week, was was really eye opening um, because no one was really asking what other people did, and that kind of blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And it's shocking that it would, because I was uh, a human being before I met human beings that did stuff for their <laughs> careers in this way. Right, We all were. We all just grew up with our families, and unless we have famous fathers and mothers, had, had a real life, and mm-hmm. then we went into this kind of, not made up, but this the the industry. I'll just keep saying that because it's obnoxious and I can't think of a better way to say it. But it's no, but just, it's
0: but it's real. You don't have to discount it. Like there is a veneer. Yeah. There's it's a facade there's to some, everything. There's something absolutely. And
3: I'm not someone who is resentful of it or thinks that it's phony. I'm not someone who thinks that. See, I'm doing it again. I'm not someone, but um, <laughs> I don't believe that there it's it's hollow. There are some people that hate LA and hate people that are actors or. writers Mm -hmm. um, because they're all trying to lie to you or they will only talk to you if you've done something that can help them like you go to the parties at Edendale in LA and you're just trying so hard to keep someone's eye contact because they are scanning the room to see if there's someone better to talk to but so are you, you're doing it too and so it's something that I just I think it's good to be mindful of like oh You have no views and you're old, and I still really like talking to you because you're funny and you're smart. Uh, That was directed to you personally.
0: Okay, great, great. Well, obviously, (laughs) but I have, yeah, I do have no views. You're right, yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know what I mean.
0: No, of course, of course. But it is, like, I I find... Similar similar premise of when I find myself around those who don't lead off with the so what do you do? As right. a as a definition of yourself. I have found myself in those situations not knowing what to say or how to say because I don't know how to present myself outside of the context of what I do sometimes. Yeah, and and, and that's tragic.
3: In so many ways, yes. I also so I'm I feel like I do kind of flip flop on this idea, but it's just so multifaceted. There's so many layers to this. At the same time, you do what you do because it's something that, I hope, makes you happy, and you're, you've are oh. you put the hours in. Oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? Oh, no, keep going. Keep going. Maybe, maybe it's Something that It's something that you're supposed to mm-hmm. care about and like. Oh, Uh-oh. Mortgage. Okay.
0: Car payment. Go ahead. What? <laughs> <laughs>
3: and so it is a part of you. I, I remember I went on a date with somebody who um, kind of opened with, by the way, I haven't listened to your music, and I never will because I don't want it to taint my opinion of you.
0: Uh, Interesting. Not a good opener. No? For
3: me, at right. least. Uh, maybe some people Always would Always lead be. off
0: with travel and whether <laughs> it's
3: financially, <laughs> fiscally
0: responsible. Uh, not a good opener. Go ahead.
3: So I, I just remember feeling like my music is the most important thing that I right. do and it's the truest like expression of my brain. So if you don't like that, that's a part of my brain you don't like. So it would make sense for you to say, I do this. Uh, this is me because that's that is what you used to say here I am hmm so it it's all so complicated
0: right and yeah no that's true I mean but there's some people who of course what they do screams nothing yeah, about them yeah. about them stuff <laughs> <about> them, <laughs> them, them, themselves <laughs> it just screams that this is my mind existence that I hate right let's talk about fantasy sports
3: yeah oh, totally. or and anything but that like that
0: yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely so you went on a date how did that work not with him, obviously. I'm curious the mechanics that lead to someone who's young 20s, not L.A., but okay. living in L.A., sure. not industry at all, but totally industry. Mm-hmm. How does someone like you mm-hmm. go out on a date? Are you using apps? Someone you...
3: someone like me, mm-hmm. let's go with me,
0: mm-hmm. go okay. on a date. What does yeah. that look
3: like? I am someone who prefers to pursue people. I have found that... I was hoping you are
0: going to leave that off with, I'm someone, <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> or as someone what? who likes... <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: God damn it, Alex Falcone. I'll never be able to get it out of my head. Let me play what I remember of this um, song I'm writing about this idea. It's great. unfinished, but uh, could be cool. That'd be great. Let's see.
2: Another song that starts on C. Change the tempo, raise the capo, and I hope the crowd won't see. All the songs that pour from me are about movies, books, and TV. Is there nothing more to me? I've used up all my tricks, and I'm getting tired of it. I've said all I can say At least it feels that way Oh Oh good, I'm still on sea It's so daring and exciting When I never change the key i do what's safe for me, rely on humor, quote the Simpsons, is there nothing more to me? I've used up all my tricks, and I'm getting tired of it, I've said all I can say, at least it feels that way.
3: Uh, so, anyways, uh, I'm someone who pursues people because I have found I like the I like the power dynamic of that better. I think when it's something that I'm in control over, and I feel like I deal with rejection better than the people that tend to ask me out, who I probably don't want to see. Mm. Um, and I I tend to I, you know I'm sure it's all it's all wrapped in just needing therapy but I feel like I feel like I I'm not going to go out on a date with someone that I would want to go on a date with if I left it up to guys to ask me so I tend to be the person that's just like hello person who headlined this place I would like you to go on a date with me
0: oh wow no openers no openers, no openers for you you just you look at the bill <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Julia Prescott who does the Simpsons podcast with me she and I both joke that uh, we could put on a festival with the people we've dated and it would be a hell of a lineup.
0: Any guest spots? Have you had any guest spot <laughs> dates, or no? The, like any drop-ins?
3: The, the drop-ins uh, are are the are the girls that we we sometimes let into our romantic lives. Okay, yeah. that's
0: that's that paints a very attractive picture. Yeah. Um, who is that dangerous to date in the date? Not I mean because it's. Dating in the industry that you're in is one thing. Dating in the specific comedy thing that you're in is another thing. Dating the headliners thing, does that...
3: So, uh...
0: Do you worry at all about either potential pitfalls or labels or anything that may come from that?
3: I think that to say, you know, don't date comics is, is the same as saying, you know, don't date someone that goes to your college. Sure. Like, if that is the world that you're in and you're working 60 hours a week, you do the shows, the only time you have is with these people... Sure. It definitely makes sense. It does become a little incestuous. It does become a little oh, this person I dated is on the same sketch group as this person, and I didn't know that, and, mm-hmm. and he lives with this guy. It get it gets to be a lot, and I think it's all. I don't think that there's like a, a steadfast rule for the, that I could give anyone else. For me, it's just to always be upfront and nice and honest and to just say like well here's what I'm looking to get out of this and here's where do you stand and then oh that's not going to work that's fine. Uh, so just Do you get
0: that form off LegalZoom? It sounds yeah. so romantic like how does that oh, work? Do you I hand know. them a list of like a Scantron <laughs> and a questionnaire?
3: I just have an iPad that they have to sign. <laughs> oh that's nice. Yeah I so, like to make it easy. Like
0: square of you Oh your email's on file. Do you want to
3: <laughs> 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 <Yeah.
0: laughs> Now the defaults are 15, 20 and 40. You tap whichever you like <laughs> Fucking hate Large that. Large
3: parties man. we do
0: an automatic 16 Ah <laughs> 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 uh, that is uh, that is uh, inappropriate everything I was going to say back to that I'm just gonna <laughs> let those trains pass on by but... I'm
3: sure that everyone listening has their own idea of where you're gonna take it
0: D- uh, they, they do they do <laughs> you they are do. recording
3: this right they is looked this down... just for us.
0: oh no 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 this is um well this was a great warm up let's hop into the podcast It'll great be five quick minutes We've got a lot of things to say plug your social outlets and then we'll be good um alright last thing before hopefully we, <laughs> we can we honestly talk
3: we can honestly talk all I will until, go until the they the might be the giants concert that we're both possibly going to <laughs> I'm
0: gonna need to get food are you hungry let's get do you wanna food get Let's get food. Okay, let's grab everything, and we're just going to (laughs) go mobile down to... I don't know if it's even in the area. Um, You said the kind of guys who pursue you Mm -hmm. are usually not the guys you're interested in. What kind of guy is that?
3: The kind of guy that... Are you asking the kind of guy that I'm not interested in, or the kind of guy that I am interested in?
0: Let's do both. Okay. But let's start with the typical guy who would be the aggressor who would pursue you.
3: It's very rare. It's very rare. The people that pursue me are usually... um, very much sweet and nice, but they aren't usually hysterically funny and brilliantly dark. And it is just... I, it's
0: a bit of a dichotomy there. I like it.
3: Yeah. I, I, you know, um, I really hate, I think it's so ridiculous, the idea of nice guys finish last. But boring people do. Like, right. if you... <laughs> if you... <if, if, laughs> like, I don't care if you're... Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's not like that. It's just that if they're meek and they're, you know, they don't really have anything to offer conversationally,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I wouldn't even want to be their friend. You know, it's just, so to to add romance on top of that. It's just I don't really find myself drawn to that. Um, I mean, there are always exceptions, but I feel like it's it's uh, usually fans of the nerdiest elements of what I do that would be interested in asking me out. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, I don't often give people that might ask me out the chance because I'm already asking them out. Like, I, as soon as I... That
0: aggressive, huh?
3: Kind of. I mean, I've definitely taken a little bit of a break over the past... Like, since since January 1st, I've taken a little... Not like a break break, but I've just been like, let's let's chill out.
0: <laughs> like, was this like a resolution? Like, hey, I need to put the claws a little away bit. and let the gazelles drink at the watering <laughs> hole. I should have pounced on them the moment there's a
3: spark. A little bit. I I think I got a little tired. So, as I said, I was in a relationship for, you know, like yeah. four years.
0: And that was the high school to college. Yes. Yeah. And
3: so... I was very comfortable with like, okay, I'm, I could be someone's girlfriend, fun, never again. And I had, I kind of went into my move to, I definitely don't want to be in a relationship until I feel like I could possibly be comfortable giving up any amount of freedom. And I do have a little bit of that um, fear of, of committed relationships because in my experience, I had a hard time pursuing my uh my working stuff uh, while also being in a good relationship. Sure. I know, but I know tons of people that are in relationships, and also doing comedy or acting and this and that. Sure. Um, I,
0: I'm sure you also know an equal amount of people who tragically burnt out.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Trying totally.
0: to Trying to maintain even one of those things. <clears throat> totally. Like, fuck balance. Like, yeah. just trying to work on the relationship or just the career is enough sure. to murder some people.
3: So for me, I definitely am just... I still am not really in a place where I feel like I want to be in any kind of relationship. At the same time, I love love a lot. I'm very much... Um, I, I like to be open and affectionate and caring, and I like to have that coming both ways. Um, so that has been very interesting to navigate, to to have these shorter relationships um, with the idea of, I don't know if I want this to go anywhere, mm-hmm. but I really like you, which sounds like a line. And the thing is, is that I've been told that... the. The, the way, the way that, I, that I kind of approach dating is, is one, I'm the one who's pursuing two, right. I'm the one who has a little bit of the fear of commitment
0: and I was going to say that line that you just dropped it's like, no, it's a line for guys yeah. but it's it, like, it, my, like the synapses in my brain just disconnected and started shooting right. around hearing that come from a female
3: yeah, and you know, it's, um, it's hard and it's hard for anyone man or woman, straight or what have you um, who is told, I don't want to be in a relationship with you, but I really love your company and I would love to see you more and to then see them more and to not still think that it's going to kind of work out into a longer thing and that's always hard because right. no matter how honest you are up front, that's up front. And there's always a part of a person's you, range it's like I should the him. door
0: open, it's cool, I'll yeah. get my foot in there and let you a <laughs> little bit of a little
3: bit then yeah. but
0: in couple of months.
3: Yeah, and, and, that, oh, I gotta and that's that settle on
0: down, and where are you
3: going? Totally, ah! and of course, you know, there have been instances where I have been on the other end of that in between it. I, I think that people kind of fluctuate in terms of power dynamics, who's doing what, who's. Mm-hmm. but there's usually one person that tends to like the other person more. And, you know, I think that these two years of dating have given me the perspective I didn't have when I was writing songs about Ren and Stimpy and about The Hobbit. And so now that I've kind of experienced these things, I wanna sing about
2: that.
0: You went out, you got drunk, you saw some rock shows. (laughs) You, live, you, you marinated. <laughs> you sizzled the steak a bit. Keep going. I love it. <laughs> I think that's great. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Thanks. I can't wait to hear what comes down the pipe. Um, honestly. Thank you. Because
0: I don't give a shit about nerd culture.
3: I know. This, I could it, give, when, like,
0: who fucking cares? <laughs>
3: when we talked uh, downstairs for two seconds, uh, it was just like, hi, it's nice to see you again. Hate nerds.
0: Well, let's take a step back. You broke
3: my glasses in half.
0: That was, well, because they did not flatter your face. I know, I know. It's disgusting. And it's hard to spit in your eye. And that's what I do (laughs) with most women. Yeah. Because I want them to know I'm an equal opportunity of them. you're
3: the aggressor in the relationships.
0: Oh, look, there's a power balance. And I have to establish dominance (laughs) right away. You
3: know, it's funny. When I hear anyone say something that is at all like what I say, I just think, you're so obnoxious. Right. But as
0: somebody... (laughs) As somebody who knows they're not obnoxious, (gasps) let me... I'm
3: actually vomiting right now. This
0: was predicated (laughs) on... So LA of you. Uh, This was predicated on something that you said, though. It was a response to that, which was something... I can't remember what it was. It was something about podcasting or something about music. Mm -hmm. What was it that you said? And then I was like, well, I hate nerd culture anyway, so it didn't matter. It doesn't...
3: It was... I am in New York doing something that is... Based on uh, music comedy. It's a music comedy festival. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful to have been booked. And I want to thank everyone involved. I will say.
0: (laughs) It's the exact same tone that you had when you thanked the fans who love the work that you put out there that you were hoping they would love. But go go ahead. Look, you got to kill your audience to grow it. Go ahead. I'll
3: say I'm not always a big fan of musical comedy.
0: Right. And I said. not yes. a fan of nerd culture sometimes. <laughs> and then we
3: immediately went into how much we hate ourselves, right? Because <laughs> because I do music comedy. You're part of the nerd world.
0: I am. I am. I am. I uh, I I could care I could care less about some of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, I said it. I said it. And wow. I've been to Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> I've
3: been to and Planet I've, Star Wars. <laughs> I
0: Exactly. I've visited. I interviewed the man who did the mocap for a Darth Maul fight sequence. Great guy.
3: Oh, yeah. Great guy. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know his fucking name. Yeah. Don't remember it. Yeah. It's fine. Do
3: people hate you for that? Or do they tend There's to... There's a
0: long list of reasons people hate me, <laughs> but that is... I don't think that's one of them. Top three. I do love that... Well, uh, things, activities, and stuff.
3: That's great. In that order? No. Wow.
0: No, in no particular Ooh. order. Um, I like that our moments of self reflection and getting into why we hate each, why, like why we hate ourselves so much was broken up by uh, two cleaning ladies loading a cart into an elevator, <laughs> concerned that we took a chair from the lobby because this is a chair that someone might need to eat breakfast in.
3: By the way, this is, uh, this is not breakfast hour. No.
0: Um.
3: no, nope. <laughs> This is not it's an early cool, morning podcast. It's 3.30 cool p.m. <laughs> They're just like, what about breakfast?
0: <laughs> there was some broken English that came out. I distinctly heard the word breakfast.
3: <laughs> and I had to quickly assure you what was happening because yeah. I did not want you to think that things were crazy.
0: A great, a great encounter, nonetheless. Yes. Um, thank you. For sitting down with me,
3: yes.
0: Uh, are we still getting food after this? Yes. Can that be a thing that happens? That could
3: be a thing. Should I sing into this microphone?
0: No, we should. I'm gonna I'm gonna change the setting
3: okay. on
0: the microphone to make sure that this we really capture that.
2: Really baseball
3: for
0: the listeners. Uh, guys, listen, it's a cardioid <laughs> mic, but it has several <laughs> filters on it. Okay, and right now I'm using a bidirectional. Now I didn't set the recording to stereo, so I'm gonna have to normalize both of our. Uh, <sighs> what is that? I'm sorry. What is that? yeah okay uh-huh for those uh, listening it, at home is this
3: you asking me out right that now? that is the
0: sound of arousal <laughs> that is what it sounds like when a woman has finally had enough uh now it might sound like a labored side do of those you, who aren't in the industry do you
3: call the female orgasm having enough a woman having enough <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i made her have it up to here
0: yeah it's basically i'm a huge mixed martial arts fan i call it tapping out yeah you know it, that's it that's rear great. naked choke <clears throat> She is out. Uh, I'm going to set the microphone so that we can record uh, whatever song you'd like to throw at it, and then I'm going to go back, and through the power of editing, I'm going to have it be interspersed through the thing. I don't usually edit the podcast, but I'm going to do a couple drops. Wow. I'll let you punctuate it. Hey,
2: thanks. Yeah,
0: thank you. Hey. Where can people find you, find your majesty, Mm. and uh, your tour dates, most importantly?
3: Yeah, so I just ended a tour with Hutch and Kathy, uh, which was very fun. Uh, and I don't have any touring dates anytime soon, mm. but Always do, good
0: to lead with what they missed out on and that's how what they I can't
3: that's what I connect with you. You assholes missed it. You missed your chance. <laughs> you Google it. Fucking You'll fu- no. Uh Alliegertz.com, A-L-L-I-E-G-O-E-R-T-Z. That O oh, tricks people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Gertz on Twitter, Gertz on everything else. Except my album, regrettably, is called Cosby Sweater, I
0: I was gonna ask you about that, too. I figure someone else <laughs> has already, but was this pre...? It was pre. Okay.
3: It was, well, I mean, not technically. That was happening in the 70s.
0: Sure. Yeah, that is true. But, but the accusations coming to yes. light. Yes.
3: Uh, so I I stand by the name for what it was when it came out.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: As soon as, because it's also never been a Bill Cosby reference, it's actually a High Fidelity reference. Um, high Fidelity, uh, which I've already mentioned. It's one of my favorite movies, and Jack Black says, that's the worst sweater I've ever seen. It's a Cosby sweater, a right. Cosby sweater. And so my band has two S's. You can find it on Spotify and iTunes and all that. Um, now it is just Allie Gertz.
0: You're not going to go back to uh, I mean, because your YouTube channel is Cosby Sweaters too, isn't it? You, know? you, you cannot change
3: it? change it, but I do have the fancy YouTube.com slash C slash Allie Gertz. <laughs> Whew. That's as good as they could get me. Love it. <laughs> Thank,
0: thanks, YouTube. Thanks, YouTube. Thanks so much. <laughs>
3: Promoting rapists.
0: Should we? Yeah, should we get into that? We, should, we probably shouldn't. We should wrap it up and get into what, some what would you
3: want to? What would you want to get into? Did
0: you just look at your timepiece? <laughs> it's
3: not so good. Is, that,
0: a, is this, that an apple bracelet? This Which one <laughs> This
3: is actually, this is a bracelet, so uh, we're looking at a little chain bracelet I have from when I was eight years old. Aww. It's got a sailboat on it. When you turn it over, it says Like an Allison, ID bracelet sort of thing? Yeah. Allison B. Gertz, my address. And then... I am a lucky girl. And so what's funny about that is uh, two things. One, these bracelets are used for in the event that you are killed.
1: <laughs> sure.
3: <laughs> this is in case something happens so bad to your face that they have to look at your your arm to see what was this girl's name.
0: <laughs> well, we could scrounge around for some teeth. <laughs> or, oh, no, there it is. So how lucky am no, I lucky in girl. the event
3: that someone's reading this? One. Two, I think that my mom said it kind of angrily because... I asked her what should I put for the quote, and she's like, "Why don't you say I'm a lucky girl?"
0: <laughs> I love passive aggressive affection.
3: She and by the way, my mom. <laughs> Why don't you
0: recognize what I give you in this world?
3: <laughs> my mom, who will inevitably listen to this podcast, is a lovely person.
0: Will she listen? She
3: will absolutely listen. Really? To this.
0: Does she? Does she have a Google alert set for you?
3: She does. Uh, should
0: she be concerned? I'm going to call.
3: I'm going to call her out on this. The last time that she emailed me about a podcast, she kind of like. She kind of, like, nagged me about it. She was kind of just like, she wouldn't tell me that she was just Googling my name. And so she, like, came up with this elaborate backstory as to why she was listening. She's like, well, I ran into a friend, and her daughter said that she went to school with you, and I, I had to search that, and then somehow I found that there was a podcast that you were on. I was like, Mom, you just, you just listen to the podcast. So I'm,
0: I'm Googling vegan diets, <laughs> and there's a link to gardening tips. I click that, and lo and behold, like, that is so... Why do you think there was apprehension about just saying... I'm looking you up.
3: Um, I think she wants to be cool. Yeah. You know, like in the same that's way sweet. that I would say, just like, oh, I mean, like you know, like if you're not doing anything later, I mean, I'm, whatever. What you what? What do you want? What do you, do you like me? Like, just it's like that. It's that. It's <laughs> really
0: that's really adorable. I get uh, when I was doing Attack of the Show. It's like this daily live thing, and mm-hmm. so if I ever was not on the show, it was like the principal calling. It would be mom's voicemail. Hey, are you there? Pick up. Still not understanding that voicemail does not work with a tape recorder from the (laughs) 80s anymore, but it's, you've got to be there. Pick up because you're not on the TV. Where are you? That was her way of letting me know that she cared and loved. And then now I get, whenever I'm on another show, it's, it was good seeing you, but... Why are you hosting that show? I mean you're so much better than insert name of anybody who was ever on a show. It could be The View, mm-hmm. it could be at midnight, it could be anything. I it was and I know it comes from love and I and she just why I just don't get why you're not hosting it. I don't get doesn't My matter. My mom what the show does is. the
3: same thing when she she'll I have a few voicemails saved that are just like I just think you're so much better than Taylor Swift, and the idea that you're not on there makes me so
2: mad.
0: I can't believe that those boys are going in any direction. That should be you. You're the one.